Hey everybody, welcome to another Code Pen Radio. We have an unbelievable guest with joining me on this particular episode. Probably the most fabulous creator of all <laughs> tech training there is I'll on the it. web. It's analytical. Hi. <laughs> uh, so nice to meet you, Chris. We've been on for like a minute just getting to know each other, figure out our microphone setups yeah. and all that stuff, mainly on my end. Uh, but I'm so happy to be here. I mean, I reached out because I was listening to you all discuss how do we, do we t- explain code pen in five minutes? And I was like, well, that's like exactly what I do. I'm like, let me explain something in a minute to you. I guess five minutes is definitely different. But I was like, I want to come on and just talk about things that I love about code pen. <laughs> and like, <laughs> that was really my pitch to you. <laughs> Yes, it was it was a pitch. Even the pitch was short. So you're apparently you're very good at 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 succinct messages. But of course, I saw that and was like, "Uh, oh, yes, please. That sounds amazing." So, uh, so that's going to be great. Uh, let, but but before we get to get that, I mean, you know, we we don't have to necessarily have like tons of structure to this. But I am interested in like you and what you do, and I'm sure the audience is as well. So like, what's up, analytical? Yeah. So I can give a bit of intro to myself because I'm sure a lot of your listeners don't know who I am. So. I am analytical, the sickeningly entertaining and educational coding drag queen. You know, I've got it. I got to get that trademarked. Um, But I create just fun content around coding. I do a lot of TikToks, YouTube videos, things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, I've put a bunch of code on CodePen, um, and I really encourage uh, people to use it just because it's so easy to get started with it. Since you don't really have to have like anything there, Um, I think like a lot of like beginner code stuff it's like if you're working with java you got to send someone to like set all that up so i love recommending people do web and code and it's like it's all there it's all easy all shareable um but outside of uh creating fun code content i'm a developer relations engineer at google um and work on like databases and kind of it's a very similar similar gig in that I basically have to explain it to people i create tutorials sample applications and things like that um but I started creating mm-hmm. the, this stuff as analytical because I was like, I really want to bring my personality to content. I want to engage LGBTQ plus people in tech um, and just create like a more welcoming environment um, for people to know, oh, tech is something I can do and it can be fun. Indeed, you've been at it for a couple of years now, it looks like, and have this um, tremendously good pinned tweet that was like your your kind of intro TikTok with this quote that I hope lives in infamy that says, if we don't take part in building the technology around us, then we will not be represented in it. Yeah. Um, so I think I've been making content for around two years. Um, and it's really been fun. I, I started out with YouTube. So I actually started out with a video with that quote on YouTube and I've remade it like a year later and my timelines might all be off by a year it might be three years it's really it's you know <laughs> the COVID, the COVID year is hard to make timelines make sense um but i started out with a video with that message because that was really kind of my angle i thought there's so much code content out there and there are so many drag queens out there that it's like i really want to come in strong with the message of like why i'm the one who you want to like 
learn from, why you should want to learn this sort of thing. Because there's so many people who like hear about tech and think that's not for me. I don't care about that. Or like, I don't know how I would even get started. So I just wanted to be like, that's kind of the core message. And whenever I'm feeling lost of like where to create next or how to create content, I always kind of come back to that because that's really such a big thing of finding different pieces of tech where people aren't represented or finding different places where people are trying to learn tech and they don't feel like they have an understanding because it's not being taught in their terms. Um, so there's really like a, a wide like radius that that can cover, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the surface, it's so unusual, but should like, but why, you know, or at least that was my reaction. I mean, it's interesting to watch a drag queen teach you about a linked list, but you know, maybe that's me thing. I hesitate to say weird. It's not weird. It's just, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> you you found a, an interesting combo of things. That's for sure. I mean, you literally are like, on a video pulling makeup wipes out of a thing <laughs> and connecting that concept to a linked list. I mean, certainly, certainly not everybody's doing that. I think, I mean, there are, there are tons of amazing content creators out there of all of a wide variety of diversity and different types of people, which I love to see. And like, I think the more people making content, the better. Uh, so it's like, it's mm-hmm. more representation. I think with drag, and maybe some of your listeners aren't even very familiar with what drag is. So drag is kind of an art form of self-expression, involves playing with gender. Um, for There's kind of, you can be a drag queen and play with more femininity, or drag king, play with more masculinity, or even somewhere in between, some kind of drag alien. Um, I definitely veer on the drag queen side. I have lots of big wigs, fun, colorful makeup. And also, I think drag is a way to just kind of feel free of like the things that I might like restrain myself on. And it lets me really be like, I'm just going to be 120% me, be high energy and really bring that. It's almost like kids television. It's like, oh, I'm really colorful. I've got big hair, all these big gestures and big movements. And I think it just gets people engaged in a way where it's like, oh, wow, it's like, this is fun, fun. Yes. And also, like, I think having really colorful lipstick helps because it's just like people are like, I can't look away from your mouth. <laughs> it's just like, and yeah, even it I seems want, like there's yeah. a level of confidence and maybe a little sass in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I love to, I mean, I love to clap back, clap back at people, but we don't have to, <laughs> we don't have to get too into that now. Um, Starting off with YouTube, because that was like my preferred format. It's just like easy to show code on the screen there because there's a lot of room. Right. But TikTok's been really fun for me because I can get like it forces me to say like, I'm going to explain this thing really quickly to you. Like a minute. Yeah. So it's like I have to like it makes me feel like, okay, I need to rehearse this to get it down. And it's like I only have to rehearse a minute's worth of content. (laughs) Um, So that's been been really fun. Um, that's true. And you got the vertical format and stuff. I am interested in that because you, you're you on Twitter, you're on YouTube, you're on TikTok, you're on Instagram, I think, right? Do you, do you, do you think about that? You're yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm venturing back to Instagram. <laughs> I'm venturing back to Instagram. <laughs> um, nice. Do you have to put a lot of thought into that? You know what I mean? Because it feels like you're, you're, I mean, you've only been at years, right? You're trying to 
be new, right? And be fresh with this. You can't be on stodgy platforms and do something this fresh. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of approach it a few different ways. I think for me, and I'm actually doing a talk kind of about some of the content I'm doing soon. And I think the path of learning to code is like, it's like a ladder and each part, it's like they're different rungs, like you're climbing up it. But sometimes like for different people, their ladders, it's like they're going different places or their rungs are feel a lot farther apart. So I think with content creation, it can be very intimidating to get started because you think, oh, I'm not going to be perfect. But really it's like, mm. if you can bring something new to it and it just helps someone fill in the gaps, I think that's really valuable. So because I don't do this full time, I just kind of do what excites me and I try to kind of play around with it. And I do ask people for what they're interested in learning so I can go from there. Um, I So one thing I did, um, I think probably about like a few months into my, my journey of making content, I was like, I'd love to do something more like of a formal computer science course. And I was looking around to see like what the people offer, kind of like what's available online. And I found Harvard CS50, which I really loved. I was like, they just explain things really well. They have a wide a breadth of content. And um, one of the things... What is it? For it's called Harvard CS50. And they it's all on YouTube. Okay. And they do like every, I think like every year, they like put like two or three new versions of the class online. Um, so that's like a great resource if you want to learn. But I was like, let me do this, but like with a drag twist to it. Um, I didn't end up, I didn't complete the whole series, but I did maybe like four or five kind of of their classes and converted them over to being fully drag and f- fully fun. And I also um, p- changed all the code from like C, I guess, to be done in JavaScript. And I do it all in CodePen. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't realize this. It was this, this like methodical in a way. So Harvard has, and this is like free, right? There's yeah. So their, their program is, is free and you can do it online. But I was like, let me, uh, like anyone can access it. Anyone can sign up. Um, as, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a really great, great program. But I was like, I just want to be able but to. But it's pro- probably a little stodgy, isn't it? Like it's Harvard computer science, right? It's certainly not going to be as fun as what you're going to do. I, and, I he, think he's pretty, I think he's really good. I think, I mean, I. I mean, it's maybe not as good as me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they're different levels. Yeah, like, I, I, you know, I have, I don't want to say anything, any ill will towards David Mallon, who's the teacher. He's, you know, he's really taken it to the next level. But um, instead of having, like, I'm trying to think of one of the assignments. I think so. One of the assignments was on like cryptography, and it was like decolor, like changing the colors of an image. So it's like black and white, but then there are like some red pixels in it. And then you're supposed to like bring those pixels out. I'm butchering whatever it is, but basically you're changing some of the colors of pixels and um, there's like a hidden image in it. So I think his hidden images maybe had some text in them. And I was like, well, I want my hidden images to have drag queens in them. (laughs) So you can like instantly recognize it. So this was kind of an interesting journey of like, taking um uh, I, I also and i did it on CodePen because i was like i want people to be able to access it wherever they have a computer any way they can and be able to like kind of see all the code so i set up a few i set up like a a project that was um it was basically like a bunch of helper functions so instead of having to do like console log i had like print rainbow and it just puts like html yeah. rainbow text on the screen and i have one for like print glitter i've got you know print rainbow new line print glitter new line and then i think i have just like a standard print because that's also one of the things that's like javascript is great but 
it's hard to like print something out easily. Um, and then I think I had a few other ones. So basically I made all those in a template. I, and then I had people like, okay, I was like clone this like template and you can use all these functions and play around with it. Um, so with like the image decoding, I had to figure out, okay, how do I get an image in here and have people be able to easily manipulate the colors and like add this layer on top of it so they don't have to learn all like the parsing the image file in and getting all that stuff and just be like, here's an array yeah. of arrays that are like, like the three colors each. And you can just play with that and like start to get a feel for the concept. So that was a really fun, like A, I think it was a fun challenge to like give people, but it was also a really fun challenge for me to just like even figure out like, how do I do this thing? And how do you give people like a way to learn something that's like really easy to access and like replicate. I definitely think I have work to do to figure out all the kinks and go back. And I really want to revisit this and like do it again. But like mm-hmm. I was, uh, it's like, it was fun being able to like t- take code pen and like turn it into this like template to do like different kinds of like coding in um, and really play around with it like that. This episode of CodePen Radio was brought to you by Netlify. You know, Netlify does deploy previews. So you've like hooked it up to your GitLab or GitHub or whatever, and you've pushed to a branch and Netlify is like, oh, I see your little branch. Um, I'm going to make a preview of that, that I'm going to deploy up to some servers and make a totally obfuscated URL and give it to you right in the pull request. You can click it and look at it and be like, that changed code that's part of this branch, you can just go look at what that does to the website right over here. Really powerful stuff, you know? And it'll that works with their on-demand builders, so that preview has its own set of things that will be built when need to be and all that. Deploy previews are like an amazing part of what Netlify offers already. And now they've acquired this company called FeaturePeak and integrated it. And this is ready to go too. So all those deploy previews, you'll see this little dongle thing in the bottom left corner that you can open up. And it has all this opportunity for someone looking at that deploy preview to give feedback. Because a deploy preview is useful for you, say, the author of the code who wants to see it. But deploy previews are useful for all sorts of people. It could be for your QA team or it could be for, you know, a client, for example, who has no idea about the technology and process. They don't use GitHub. They don't use any of that. But you just send them this URL and say, hey, take a look at this. And then they say oh, well, I got feedback over here. I got things to, you know, there's a bug here. Right in the deploy preview, they can do all that. They open up the little dongle thing, the thing that, you know, used to be feature peak and now it's just a part of Netlify. They can, for example, leave a comment. And then where's that comment going to go? Does it go to like a Netlify dashboard? No, not necessarily. You configure it to go wherever is useful for you. So it could become a GitHub issue, you know? Or, you know, and or, or it could go to a Trello board, your clubhouse.io or something. It can, works with other tools. So the point is, it's like, it's this, you know, comfortable place to leave feedback and get context and stuff like that. But it doesn't, it's not its own thing that's this new thing to learn. It integrates with other tools. It's very clever and a great add-on for Netlify. So check that out. It sounds like you're changing the the bar a little bit, right? Like you're this is maybe the exercise in this class there was 
lots of bars to it. For one, you have to get past the Harvard logo. You know, <laughs> you know, like, is this real? Is this for me? You know, and then and then and then presumably in their exercise, there was all kinds of image parsing and all that kind of stuff. And you you stripped all that away and said, "Here's the fun part." Yeah, yeah. If you're doing it in C, yeah. And then and then it's great because let's say you even just watch those first few videos of mine, then you can go and feel like. The, the first few classes, if you go and take that course at Harvard or any other kind of code course, you're like, oh, I already know this stuff. Now I can just like relearn it, maybe like get some more context around it, maybe mm. get some of the more of the like more like boring parts of it and stuff. <laughs> but which is no joke. I mean, that's how that's how learning happens. It doesn't just you like you do one or the other. All learning is, comes at you from different places. You do the, a little of this, a little of that. Yeah. And it's like. So all the listeners here, it's like, I, <laughs> it's like, I was just like, loved be able to like use code for that. And it was so easy. And it's like, Chris did not ask me to come on here. He's like, we don't even have to talk about CodePen. I was like, no, I want to come on and talk about all the ways I've used CodePen to help people <laughs> out. And it's just like having something that feels so easy and accessible to use. And it like has this community around it. Like there really are so many great there's great aspects of it. <laughs> I just love getting to Well, share. keep going then. Tell me tell me more. So a lot of your videos end up with CodePen in them, right? Yeah. I had started doing some that were kind of like, I was hosting them on my own website and stuff. But um, it's really like when you were talking about in the five minutes, how do we explain CodePen? It's like, well, there's so many parts to it. Like if you're teaching someone, you can do something like what I did and make this set of helper functions and then give people a template that kind of hides a lot of that away. And lets them play with things in ways that's like a real code editor and something they can see and play with online. But then there's the other aspect of like, if you're a student or just playing around with new tools, it's like you get this free place to host your projects and develop online and have it be shared across. And like, obviously GitHub's out there and it's great, but... Sometimes mm-hmm. there's like the level of like, oh, I have to like figure out GitHub and set up a repo and figure out how I'm going to do it. And it's like, CodePen, you can, you know, just throw your HTML, CSS, JavaScript in there, and then you go to like Project View and you can share it with people so easily. Like, one of the things I really want people to see is like, oh, if you code something, how can you get it into someone's hands? And like, when you're making like a Java, like, it's like, I think when I was starting out to code, I made like a Java swing UI, like blackjack game. And it's like, how do you give that to someone? It's like, I can give someone a link to like a code pen and they can go play around with it in like the presenter view. And then they can go and look at the code and really poke around if they want to learn more or they can fork it and change a few of the things. I can say, go and change the colors of this and they can really start to learn and just change a few things at a time. So one of my more recent projects was inspired by uh, Sarah Fossheim's CSS artwork. Um, That's kind of was one of my uh, big projects for a while. I've been been doing more like smaller things. So it was fun to work on like something that took a while. And I basically recreated a very iconic eyeshadow palette using only CSS. So Sarah Fossheim had been working on um, doing very similar things. They've done Polaroid cameras. They've, they're featured all over the CodePen website and Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you've seen some of their work before. But I was like, I want to bring this element of drag and makeup to it and show, oh, you can draw something really fun with these things. And it's like, this is not how you're supposed to use any of this. It's like, <laughs> this is like, you should not, it's like, don't use CSS for this in the real world. But it's just a great way to learn and try something new and like share it out. So that was a really fun, 
that was a really fun challenge for me. <laughs> I like the, I don't know, the synchronicity between breaking down barriers of what tech is supposed to do and breaking down other barriers that might exist in life, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff. So, 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 the, so, okay, keep, like, keep, flatter me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Code pen, there's URLs, so there's the, the share ability to it. I am curious about the, the GitHub angle to it, because GitHub is a force, you know, in the world of, of coding. There's so much stuff there. The expectation is strong that you know how to do it. I can't imagine applying for and getting a job without without kind of i don't know knowing your way around github to some degree it's this kind of weird expectation but it's a lot yeah it is freaking complicated so i wonder how smart or stupid we are of not making github more of a kind of a fundamental aspect of code pen you know i mean i think it's like it's something that could be integrated at any time but i love giving people things that are very complete and like boxed off in a way where you don't have to know everything, but can really make something solid. Everything you need to build a website, like sure, you're probably going to be limited with some things. Like if you need to actually have like a server and stuff like that, but just to be able to host a website that can have interactivity um, really easily, I think gets people through that barrier. It's like you're lowering the bar for being able to just like throw together kind of a fun web app. And I think it's very much in the line of like web like 1.0 where people were on Neopets and MySpace making their own custom websites. But now companies don't have that because it was a huge security threat. But (laughs) CodePen, it's like, oh, you can just go around and play with like making something like that um, and feel like it's in your hands when you when you get there. And then there's so much stuff out there that there's like this great community of existing content. So you can be inspired and you can say, wow, I have no idea how I would build that. And you could probably just send them a message or comment on their post and um, just kind of start small and see like where they went. I think one thing I would, if I'm, if I'm making feature requests, I'd love like the history of like code pens, being able to see them in action and like see how did somebody come up with this thing? How did someone work through it? What were the, the those problems that they faced? Because that's something that's can be cool about Git. Although you don't always get it because people don't commit too frequently. <laughs> They're just playing around with something. At least I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I would say don't worry. That's that's certainly coming. Because um, uh, I recorded a um, I because I wanted to animate my process of my CSS artwork, so I. Um, I recorded my screen with the final station, then I just deleted every single line and saved it, and then reversed the video, <laughs> which came to a very cool result. Um, well, that's very clever. But I was thinking I should just make a code <laughs> pen that can script out all of that so I can just record it next time. <laughs> you know, the meta aspect of it. Yeah, you could code your way out of it. In fact, I, uh, it's worth Googling the uh, the self-coding pen. Oh yeah, I'll have uh, to check it out. <laughs> a, of interest to you, yeah. Our old, our old uh, Jake Alba used used to work here for a while. It was one of, he did it before he started working here at the time, but it was very clever. It was about, you know the code just was a the text would type itself out, but it turned out the text was actually some CSS, and by the time it wrote enough of itself, that CSS would then apply to the pen, and it would zoom into place and change colors and stuff. Pretty fun. Uh, 
So you know, it's it's interesting you brought up the the Harvard angle a little bit. Like I think the incentive is is maybe a little confusing for them because you're like, shouldn't you be paying for this? Isn't that <laughs> aren't you Harvard and don't you have like a business model you need to uphold? But maybe it's a little more clear. Like if if this CS50 thing is amazing and like you've established yourself as the, you know, the premier provider of computer science education, maybe that's good for the university or something. At least I can understand what it is. Uh, uh, and not that I can't understand yours, but what is it? What's, what's, what's deeper in there? Like, why do you spend so much time on this? What's your kind of incentive to keep going with this? Um, I mean, I love the likes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fun, right? Yeah. I mean, I think again, it comes back to like the core of why I do all of this is like, I do want to get more diverse people into tech and I want to show them that it's a path. Like that's definitely the, like a uh, big core of what it is but i also think like selfishly it does scratch like a lot of my itch to like perform and put myself out there in this way where i can like really show it's like if you want to hear me go and talk about a database or like something like that at google like you can't and you get you get a lot of me on there but i know i'm kind of talking to like a more corporate audience that i kind of present myself in maybe a bit of a different light so getting to kind of go all the way in one direction to be like, this is everything I'm going to give you. Na, 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 na. And like, just give you, <laughs> I don't even know what that was. You know, I'll just give you, yes. it's like, and feel free to be like silly with it and feel like there's no pressure to have it be the best quality or any, or some kind of regular content. It's like, it's a fun outlet. And you know, I do get a lot of great opportunities because of it. I'm getting to do a keynote at OpenJS World in a month, or not even a month, it's in like a few weeks or so. Uh, I've gotten to travel to queer hackathons when traveling was a thing and find, meet with other like queer engineers um, and people who are looking to get into tech who or who are in tech and even not just engineering. Um, so it, it, That's a lot. So it is, like there are so many fun um, aspects to it that that like do keep it going and it's like it is very fun to see have a video and just like get tons of views on it and be like wow I did that thing I was able to like show a hundred thousand people what a linked list is and I'm sure many of them had no idea or did not care before that video right right I like the the door opening stuff and that it's an outlet for it's just no there's no doubt about it you know like to it it's not it's no surprise to me like I asked the question but but I feel like I you know not like I know you deeply but I <laughs> feel like I know you enough to know that like it's just satisfying to do like I don't I don't need this like deep philosophical answer like maybe I can come up with them but but the fact that it it's fun and it open doors and it's an outlet is like it's like more than enough to do yeah. this and I for one hopefully you get to keep doing it for a long time cuz you I have no doubt that this is a beautiful thing for the world. I mean, I think in tech, people are very open to like reading DMs or answering questions and things like that. That's something I really love. It's like I get lots of DMs asking for help and questions and I respond to most of them and some I'll even do like videos about specifically. Um, so I think like that's something I also like. It's like I definitely had people who helped mentor me and I love being able to like give that back. And it also is nice. It's like, I was able to just reach out to you and be like, I want to talk about this. And we're able to make it happen. And um, like, 
I've got a wide variety of people that follow me on Twitter and it's great to be able to like slide into the DMs of the person who created jQuery and be like, oh my God, huge fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And just have like, uh, just get it being able to like be a part of this the tech community in a way that like I didn't necessarily see and have it be fun, but also be technical. Because I also grew up seeing a lot of people talk about tech and tech products, but I didn't see people people necessarily talking about like code and like the act, that part of it. So I love being able to bring like the fun there. Um, and I think that's something that uh, CodePen really helps me do as well. Well, huge congratulations. I, I really want to be at a, at a conference where you do the opening keynote someday. Uh, so please, please keep doing what you're doing. It's tremendous. Is there anything you, any last kind of things you want to make sure you shout out here before we have to wrap up? Uh, yeah, I guess like if you enjoyed anything I had to say, you can check me out on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. All of those are the analytical. That's T H E A N N A L Y T analytical. I don't know how to spell my name. <laughs> I don't know. So close. I could do most of it. You know, spelling, who needs spelling? Or just Google coding drag queen and it's like, I'll come up. Um, and then I'm also on YouTube. Um, but I'm sure we'll put it in the show notes. All of that stuff so you can yes. so you can spell my name unlike, unlike I can. I will put all nine of those links into the show notes for sure. Analytical, thank you so much for being on the show. It was awesome. All right, great. Bye. <laughs> Eight.